Hello and welcome to another edition of the Adrian Ross Show. I am Adrian and I thank you for tuning in. Whether you are watching on YouTube, we've been on YouTube for a few weeks now and that's been a great venture. Or maybe you're listening on the BMG Network, that's the bmgnetwork.com or listening on a podcast platform. It doesn't matter where you're tuned in. I just want to say Thank you for tuning in. I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm going to start as I've been starting with reading a review. So this review comes from Twinkle T08. And Twinkle T08 writes, Wisdom. Adrian brings godly wisdom and wittiness to each show. She is refreshingly transparent about her struggles and triumphs. She takes on the controversial issues of the day with grace and intelligence, standing firm on her convictions. She will keep you engaged. Thank you so much, Twinkle T08. I appreciate that very much. I had to sort of zoom in a little bit because these eyes have been struggling with some small print lately. Mm, somebody has a birthday coming up at the end of the month and he'll be the big 5-1. Oh my goodness. Maybe that has something to do with me leaning in. No, I'm not claiming that. Anyway, Thank you, Twinkle. And I also want to ask again for others to leave a review. Um, many of you will tell me that you're enjoying the podcast, The Adrian Ross Show, and that's great. I also ask that you go further and actually write a review. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go wherever you listen and leave a review. And on YouTube, you can leave a comment. So that's great. Thank you again. And others, jump on board with that. All right, we're going to jump on board with the topic of the day, okay? And I'll start with this. I had a dream the other day. I dreamt that I was in a classroom and I was teaching a book to students, to young adult students. My guess is middle school students. And if you didn't know, and to reiterate, if you did know, I taught in New York for almost 18 years. I taught seventh grade English in Hudson, New York, in the Hudson City School District, in middle school, seventh graders. And one of the books we read was a book that I'm going to talk about today. That's what I had a dream about. Now, I don't know where you are spiritually. I don't know your, your spiritual background, your, your church background or anything like that, your biblical understanding. But I do know that God speaks in many ways. And one way he speaks is through dreams. And so sometimes the Lord will give me a dream. And it's interesting. Uh, lately, I have been uh, stewarding, to use that word, stewarding that wisely and, and that is I'm, I'm making sure that I, I write it down, I capture it or, you know, I'll wake up and I grab my phone and I speak into the phone and, and, and hit the highlights or, or all the main points. And, and those dreams have been increasing and, uh, and the Lord just, the Lord just works that way. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I mean, it's biblical, it's, it's in the word God does speak. And, and for me, I mean, sometimes it's obvious you, you understand it, but the Lord does speak a lot through symbols and things like that. And you have to search out a matter. Um, as the Bible says, the Lord kind of speaks in symbols a lot. And so sometimes what happens is I, I get bits and pieces over time, over days, uh, it becomes more and more clear um, what what is what I'm seeing. Um, this 
particular dream uh, really didn't necessitate a whole lot of time or um, deciphering or anything like that. I, I think it's rather it's rather plain. And in this dream, I am in a classroom, a narrow classroom. It wasn't a huge classroom or that I that I've you know had a, a history of teaching in. It was just this narrow classroom with these these students and this chalkboard over on the side. And I was teaching the novel The Giver by Lois Lowry. Are you familiar with The Giver? Now I taught this book to seventh graders for many years. And it is considered science fiction. And many years, when I first started teaching back in the 90s, um, the book seemed so far-fetched um, as science fiction. It was just one of those books that you really enjoyed and you could have great conversation about and around. But it was it seemed rather far-fetched. Like you, you couldn't imagine that the things happening in that book would actually manifest or or maybe you could see a glimpse of, of a possibility, but it certainly, certainly wasn't something you thought was like, oh yeah, that's that's gonna happen soon. And every year, how, uh, however, as I would teach this book, it was like things were unfolding. It was no longer so far-fetched. There were aspects of it that just seemed realistic or, or or certainly headed in that direction or embracing this aspect and that aspect right and toward the end of my teaching career and i'm not old enough to have retired i, I resigned and a few years ago and uh, 2013 was my last time within the classroom teaching teaching seventh graders i'll, I'll always be a teacher in some form or fashion but but as far as teaching in the public school in New York, um, I, I um, moved on to something else that God had for me. And, and I'm doing different things now, uh, as, as many of you know. But as I got closer to the end of my career, the book was just like spot on. And you, you had to wonder, Lois Lowry, this author, I mean, was she, uh, was she prophetic? Because although she presents it, a certain way that maybe we um, we don't see exactly now. It's clear that she was on to something. In fact, we always my students and I always talked about the dedication page because when people dedicate books, they dedicate them generally to people who have had an impact in their lives. Maybe a parent or um, a spouse. Uh, maybe it was dedicated to um, somebody who just a, a teacher who encouraged that author. To, to write. But Lois Lowry dedicated this book, it says, to all the children, for all the children to whom we entrust the future. For all the children to whom we entrust the future. And of course, this is science fiction, so the setting isn't in the future. And I would say to my students, listen, as you, as we read this book together, Keep in mind that this book was dedicated not to someone that she knew necessarily or someone she was married to. or She dedicated, I said to the kids, to you, to the children, to whom we entrust the future. That's a huge dedication. And so I said, your task as we read this book is to figure out what is she saying to, to me? Ask yourself, what is she saying to me then? 
if this book is dedicated to me. And and we, so I constantly brought them back to that, constantly brought them back to that. Um, and then we, of course, talked about that at length at the end of reading The Giver by Lois Lowry. So the book looks like this. The, um, the Giver is, this is one cover of the book. And, uh, but this is the other one. And I got to tell you, this, this book has been through a lot. So it's, it's jagged up, but this is the, what it looked like when I read it. It's the giver. So you might see either of these and it's in a quartet of books. And this is book one, the giver. Okay. Now I recently, when I say recently, I mean, in the beginning of the year, I completed an online book club with several people because we were talking about, I was gripped and we talked about it during the book club of how close we are living to what we see in this book. And um, so we about February, we completed this. It was a fascinating, fascinating book club. It was an online book club. Well, again, I had a dream that I was teaching this book. So I'm in the classroom and I have these students and I have this chalkboard and it's a preliminary lesson. And we're talking about what to expect within this book. I'm not sure how they were supposed to know that because like I said, it was preliminary. It was like the, the introduction to the book, but the students are rattle, rattling off what is to be expected in this book. And I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes of what will be, what will be. I'm taking notes on that chalkboard. And when I woke up, I knew that it wasn't just another dream. You know, sometimes you have, you know, these dreams that like, they call them pizza dreams. You know, you had pizza before you went to bed and you have these dream, but, dreams, but other times you have dreams that absolutely mean something. And, and I, I knew that it was more than a pizza dream. In fact, I called it a warning. And I said, look, if you've never read The Giver, if you've never read this book, you need to read it. Okay. Um, and I also said, you know what, this might be time for me to do another book club. And I, so I posted that on social media, on Facebook and I, uh, and probably I think on Instagram as well. And, and I had some response, particularly, I believe on Facebook with people who said, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to order the book right now. Or by the time they read it, they said, look, by the time they left their comment, they said, I ordered the book and others have said, listen, can you, can you, um, please let me know if you do this book club because I want to be a part of that. And, um, and I had one person who asked me if I had an extra copy and that's where I found this old jacked up one. I said, if you don't mind a grungy looking book, you can borrow this one. And then he also said, let me know if you choose to do this in a book club and whether I do it or not, I think I will, but whether, when I do it or whether I, you know, if I do it doesn't, that's not the point. The point is it, it, it needs to be read. The thing about it though, is that why, why, why am I dreaming about this book? Do you, are you following what's going on in our country? Are you following, are you following how things are, are the, the, the idea of control and mandates, things that we would never, ever expect. Now it, I gotta, I gotta be careful as I talk about this because I don't want to give too much away about the book because at that point, you know, if I do that, what's the point of you reading it? But, but maybe a spoiler alert, you might hear some things, I might say some things that, that give some things away. I, I hope not. I'll try to be vague while still making my point. But let me just read the back, part of the back of what's on, on the, the book. And this is always what I would share with my students as well. The back of the book says, Jonas's world 
is perfect. Everything is under control. There is no war or fear or pain. There are no choices. And before we even go further, I would ask my students, okay, okay, whether you get with a partner or on your own, what do you see in a perfect world? Because that sounds wonderful. When we first start reading it, Jonas's world is perfect. And then they go on and they're like, oh my goodness, there's no, there, there is no war, there's no fear. And so if you ask students to build, so to speak, a perfect world, what would they, what would they build? And they begin to talk about how they envision a perfect world to be. Uh, they would talk about no war. They would talk about no pain. They would talk about perhaps no poverty. And you hear all that. And then I would, I would have to try tweak them a little bit. I said, okay, you tell me what there is none of. Tell me what there is. And so you have a whole conversation where that it is loving. It is safe. It is, you know, all those things. And so we have that whole conversation and it sounds wonderful. And we begin to read this book and not to give too much away, but the book starts out with the family, with a family ritual, a morning ritual. Actually, there's a morning ritual and an, and an evening ritual. And, and so we actually start with the evening ritual, to be clear, and, and then transition to the morning ritual. But in that evening ritual, it just seems so loving and so peaceful. And it's, it sounds like the one, a wonderful place to be. And then you go on in the book and you go on in the book. And all of a sudden it's like, hmm, I got I to kind of think about this. I have to, I have to think about my idea of perfection, because the kids then start to say, my students then start to say, well, it sounds too perfect. And, and I go, how, do you, how is anything too perfect? But I, I'm a good devil's advocate kind of person. But anyway, why the dream? Because we're in a situation in our nation where we're seeing this. We're not seeing true perfection, but I, I think we're seeing some people's mindset about maybe what perfection is or rather an attempt to create perfection. And in that attempt to create perfection, we see this part. There are no choices. And the thing about America, the thing that makes America so different from many other places is that we associate the word freedom with America. It's about freedom. It's about choices. And yet we're finding every day that more and more of our choices are under attack. And yet in this idea that we can somehow in a fallen world, we can somehow create perfection is causing people to acquiesce because they are fearful. And so people are saying to the president or these so-called leaders, okay, whatever you tell me to do, then, then, then that's what I'll do. And so if that means I, I have to be vaccinated, even though I don't feel comfortable with that, even though I don't want that, even though I might have health issues or, or religious issues or whatever, you know, you know better. So I submit in this quest for perfection because you know better. And in this book, again, not to give away too, too much, they have, there's a government system, the, the elders, the committee of elders 
who are constantly watching and mandating and there's a rule for everything and i'm telling you it covers everything this book what it covers it cover it's censorship it's it's um it's issues of health it's how we deal with the elderly it's how we deal with special needs it's some of the same stuff that that we're hearing about it's it's how we make sure we're not inconvenient it's how we make sure things are perfect every marriage is perfect i mean there is a rhyme and a reason for every single thing and it seems wonderful but you've got to read on you've got to read on and remember for all the children to whom we entrust the future and i dare say that the warning in the dream was not just for children. This warning is for all of us. And I believe what was being shown to me in this, in, in this dream is where we're headed. This is the intro. See, I'm in my classroom and this is the introductory lesson that I'm having with my students. This is where we're going with the giver in this dream. So, so and it's not like I, I didn't know, I mean, because I can see it, but I'm, it's accelerating. And unless we figure out a way to put the brakes on, we're in some deep dookie and it stinks. And so I'm going, it's so difficult to, to get into the book without giving everything away. But like I said, it covers, it covers so much from health to family, to education, freedom. Jonas's world is perfect. Everything is under control. That's fascinating. Is that the antithesis of freedom or is that the definition of freedom? So I'm going to, I'm using this podcast to urge you to read the book. Number one, it's just a great book. Even when I didn't see everything that's going on, you know, even when back in the day when it didn't seem like we were in this direction, um, it's just a good book. Okay. I had some students chime in on the comments on Facebook and said, that was the absolute greatest book I, you know, in your class that we read. It's a, it's a wonderful book, but, but I also, there's, there's a, a level of, of, of what appears to be like a prophetic message here. How did Lois Lowry see what she sees all that time ago in this first book? How did she see what had, what is, what is really, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear transpiring now back in 1993, but I tell you what, I didn't really need the giver to see that we're in a we're in a, a really touchy time where freedom is being lost where if if we don't step up this agenda to take over it's going to be huge i don't really need that because you know what i've got i've got this this is my study this is this is this is my this is the study bible okay this is letting us know what's going on and, and where we're headed the word of God. God is not surprised by any of this. And, and you might be poo-pooing this and think, oh, that's crazy. That dream stuff. God speaks through dream warnings. Um, the giver. Ah, oh, that's just, you know, the Bible. I'm telling you now, 
I'm telling you now that we have to be mindful of what's going on in our nation and what are we going to do about it? You know, um, if you haven't read the book, I just encourage you to read the book. And if you read it and think, ah, there's nothing to that, then I don't know what, what planet you're on. But if you, if that's what you come to, then you know what? You will have just read a great book. But I'm, I, I'm believing that there's more to it than that. And even in the dream and even in that classroom and then those students, them just sharing what they see as the pre, the precursor. It's already deep, but it's just the start without a turnaround, without a shift. Okay. And that's where people have to be mindful, have to be aware, have to be alert, have to be prayerful. And if you don't read this book, please pick up this one and read the word because the only hope we have is Christ, is Jesus. That's the only hope that we have. That's it. It's all we need. And that's great because that's all we have. So, you know what? Email me because I probably will do a book club again. I've done online book clubs, online uh, writing clubs. And um, I I may do this again because I I think it might be time. I think it's time. And I can lead it. I taught it for so many years and I, and I can lead it and we can, we have amazing, ama- I always deal with my students and, and I do in my book clubs, I have amazing discussions. It's not just sit there and read. I do the reading because I like to get into the voices and all that, the actress in me, the teacher in me. And, and we, we do the reading all together. It's no, you don't have to read it on your own. We do the reading together. I do the reading and we discuss. And right now there's so much to discuss. It's so powerful and it's so enjoyable and it's a short read. So email me at adrianrosscom at gmail.com if you might be interested in commenting on what we're talking about. Maybe you've read the book already. Maybe it's time to read it again. Maybe you, you want to be, Adrian, just put me on your list. When you're ready to do the book club, let me know. So adrianrosscom at gmail.com. So you can leave me an email there. All right. And uh, and let's let's talk about this, whether you're interested in, in the book club that I do or you just want to touch base about the book or ask a question or whatever. But um, the giver looks like this. Hopefully it doesn't look as bad as this one. <laughs> but this is the other cover of the giver. Serious times, warnings, I believe, um, dream that I had that ma- that means something for sure. And um, and let's be aware. Let's be aware of what's going on, okay? For all the children to whom we entrust the future, and I hope we can entrust you, even if you're not a child, with uh, being mindful of, of where we might be headed if things don't turn around, all right? So thank you for joining me for, this may be a little bit different, different episode type episode, but it's important. So thank you for joining me for this episode of the Adrian Ross Show on the BMG Network, on YouTube, on major podcast platforms. And again, would you please leave a review? I would really appreciate it. Apple Podcasts or wherever a review may be left. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So thank you again. God bless you. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly 
You don't want to miss even one episode.